G'day, welcome to Stick Together, bringing you union news, workers' stories and discussion on social justice issues. This program is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR and broadcast right around the country on the Community Radio Network. I'm Matt Kunkel. This week on the show, we'll take you to the picket line at multinational transport company CDC, who are one of the businesses contracted to supply public bus services in Victoria. About 600 bus drivers are engaged in rolling stoppages, the first Victorian bus strikes in more than 20 years. You'll hear from Transport Workers Union members and officials about their struggle for fair wages in the face of multinational greed. But first... Some union news. Last week, the Fair Work Ombudsman released a report into a range of audits conducted in three hospitality precincts, Victoria Street in Richmond, Victoria, Glebe Point Road in Glebe, Sydney, and Brisbane suburb of Fortitude Valley. The Ombudsman found that more than 72% of the 243 businesses audited were non-compliant with industrial laws and regulations. The largest issues were underpayment of wages and the failure to keep proper employee records. Almost half a million dollars in unpaid wages and entitlements has been recovered, but the Ombudsman has only filed legal proceedings against one of the 173 businesses found to be breaching the law. The report comes after several high-profile cases of wage theft and exploitation have been raised by hospitality union Hospo Voice. Here's campaigns and research organiser Sarah Bright of the Victorian-based Young Workers Centre. The most common breach was actually about an underpayment of hourly rate. And we know that wage theft is a huge issue. It's drawing a lot of attention at the moment, but it's something that workers have been experiencing for a long time. And for only one of those businesses who has been guilty of that to actually face litigation is really not enough. And we know that there are so many more who are um, underpaying their staff. Criminalisation of wage theft is a must. You know, most, most people think that stealing is a crime already. Um, and this is crazy that this form of theft um, has not been criminalised up to this point. There are bad bosses who've um, been let off pretty easily and we think it's time that the law catches up. Delegates from unions and trades and labour councils convened in Brisbane this week for the ACTU's Triennial Congress. Delegates drawn predominantly amongst union leaders set out the ACTU's policy on a range of topics, including the union movement's demands in the Change the Rules campaign. Among the demands were a move away from enterprise-level bargaining, the protection of penalty rates, the right to strike, and measures designed to combat the growing insecurity of work, including the gig economy. Congress delegates also elected Michelle O'Neill to be the new ACTU president, replacing Jed Carney who moved to federal parliament in the recent Batman by-election. Michelle O'Neill comes to the ACTU out of the Textile Clothing and Footwear Union, where she was its national secretary. The TCFUA recently amalgamated with the Maritime Union and the CFMEU to form the new union CFMMEU. A series of rallies are being held around the country in defence of the ABC. Called in response to the Liberal government's continued attacks on the national broadcaster, large crowds have packed into town halls and civic centres around the country. Melbourne's town hall was packed to capacity last Sunday for a meeting chaired by journalist Peter Grester, where the assembled crowd heard from a range of current and former ABC staff, actor Magda Zubanski and national president of ABC Friends, Margaret Reynolds. The ABC has faced repeated budget cuts from both the Abbott and Turnbull governments, the most recent being in the federal budget, where the Turnbull government froze the funding of the ABC, resulting in more than an $84 million or 3% shock to their operations. This follows a more vicious cut of $254 million in the Abbott budget of 2014. The national broadcaster is also facing two separate inquiries about how the government may cut funding even further. Here's Magda Zubanski talking at the Sydney rally. The ABC is our library of Alexandria, and I for one 
will not stand by and watch them burn it. At the t in a time of fake news and concerns about foreign interference in Australian democracy, once you sell the ABC, you don't know where it will be onsold and you will never get it back. This is the attack on the soul of this nation. And it is up to us to fight for it and to preserve it. And as far as I'm concerned, the line is here, the line's been crossed, the fight is on. Thank you. You can find out more about the campaign for the ABC by searching Facebook for ABC Defenders. The two-month campaign of industrial action at Note Printing Australia is starting to see results. Note Printing Australia is the currency and passport printing arm owned by the Reserve Bank of Australia. AMWU print division organiser Michael Bull revealed that overtime bans have delayed the printing of the new $50 note and created longer than normal delays in the production of passports. Members of a number of different unions are combining their efforts to win a number of issues including casual conversion, introduction of a family violence leave clause and a fair pay increase. The unions report that while negotiations had almost completely broken down before the industrial action, the series of bans has led to a softening of the employer's position and progress is being made at the negotiation table. Despite Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe's call for employers to provide at least 3.5% in wage increases to stabilise the economy and improve consumer spending, the RBA, through Note Printing Australia, continues to refuse to offer anything more than 2.5% per annum. The parties are scheduled to meet again this week, with the AMWU quietly hopeful of a resolution. Irish pharmacy workers are engaged in strike action at Lloyd's Pharmacy Outlets. Now in its sixth week of rolling stoppages, this is the largest national strike seen in this sector in living memory. Members of Mandate, the retail and hospitality union in Ireland, have shut stores all around the country, striking in support of demands that the company recognise their union and negotiate with the workers collectively, who are seeking an end to zero-hour contracts, paid sick leave schemes, and a modest increase to pay. The owner of Lloyd's Pharmacy is the McKesson Corporation, which is the largest pharmaceutical company in the world. Their CEO reportedly earns more than all of Lloyd's Irish workers combined, who are paid as little as 10.5 euros an hour and are denied even the simplest of paid sick leave schemes. Earlier this year, the Irish Labour Court recommended the company sit down with the union to resolve the dispute, but demonstrating the weakness of labour regulation in Ireland, the company has refused, leaving these workers with no option but to take matters into their own hands and bring the company to the table through strike action. Further strike action is planned, and you can find out more about the dispute by heading to Facebook and searching for Lloyd's Pharmacy Workers. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. Before we take you to this week's feature story about the Victorian bus strikes, we bring you some exciting news out of Queensland. This week, ACTU Secretary Sally McManus helped launch a young workers' hub. Powered by the Queensland Council of Unions, the hub will act as an education and campaigning centre for young workers. Joining us now by phone is one of the hub's co-founders, Martin DeRoy. Martin, can you tell us a little bit about the new young workers' hub and what it will do? Sure. So basically, the young workers' hub is an education, support and campaigning organisation for youth, by youth in Queensland. We're going to provide three services. The first is opt-in school sessions for senior secondary schools. The second is contact channels for young workers and students to seek support on work-related matters. And then the last is a campaigning arm to make young people's workplaces better 
We've seen in the past few years the union movement take a deeper interest in issues affecting young workers. There are similar hubs in both South Australia and Victoria and rumblings coming out of New South Wales that one may be set up there. Why do you think these sort of centres are needed? I suppose the reality for the next generation of workers is that they've only known a world of insecure work. Our work arrangements are often much more complex than what our parents experienced, which leaves many of us high and dry when it comes to knowing our rights at work. And when you have no lack of formal education on the world of work, it can be hard to know what your rights are. That's why the movement is really looking to reach out to young people and make sure that they know their rights at work so that they don't experience wage theft, they don't experience the adverse things that can affect you through insecure work. Union membership among people under 25 is in single digits percentage-wise. What does this mean for young workers and the union movement more broadly? For young workers, it means less help at work. It means it's harder to be in secure employment and it means that it's harder to have fair pay rises. For the movement, it means that the next generation of workers aren't engaged with unions, which is which has huge ramifications on not just workers, but the whole economy. And other than wage theft, are there other areas that you're looking to campaign on? Yeah, so we want to make sure that workers engaged in uh, the gig economy, in labour hire, in franchises or independent contract arrangements are acutely aware of their entitlements and know their rights um, because we know from history that those industries can have a negative impact on the rights of young workers. Those are the sort of campaigns that we'll be looking to run in the future. And coming back to the school visits you mentioned, what's the purpose of trying to reach out to people while they're still at school? Senior secondary schools, both government and non-government, are well-placed to uh, educate young people on not just further academic or vocational study, but the prospect of of an immediate job needed to get them there. So we learn a lot about degrees and careers, but we don't learn about jobs. (laughs) Um, And that's what young people are doing when they are in grades 10 to 12 and beyond. So we think that senior secondary schools are well placed to provide those sessions. And we think that young people hearing from young workers hub people is a great way to engage them and teach them about their rights at work. So Martin, how can young workers in Queensland get more involved and get more information about the hub? We are on Facebook um, and Twitter. Uh, search Young Workers Hub and you'll find us. We have an orange logo. Uh, and you can also visit our website, ywhub.org.au, um, and fill out our pay survey, which goes towards our submissions to the Wage Theft Inquiry, um, or subscribe so that you can stay up to date with what we're doing. Well, Martin DeRoy, thanks very much for joining us on Stick Together. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. Around Victoria, bus drivers at company CDC are taking strike action in support of their claims for fair pay and conditions. Roughly 600 drivers are taking action at sites all around Victoria. It is the first bus strike in more than 20 years. We start our report with Transport Workers Union official Mem Suleiman. This is about the respecting the local bus drivers and this is about bus drivers finding a voice uh, collectively to stand up to a multinational company that's clearing around $420 million in, in profits. They're swimming, swimming in money, and essentially it's, it's come down to one simple thing, and that is wages. And we heard at the meeting there's a lot of determination from the drivers to keep up with their industrial action. What's the next steps for the campaign to win, win this EBA? 
Uh, well, it's it's about collectively sticking together, staying on message, uh, ensuring that the uh, the movement and and the community continue to support the local bus drivers. This isn't the only industrial action you've had this this week. In fact, there's been stoppages around the different depots. Can you give us a bit of information about what's happening in other centres in Victoria? Yeah, we've we've got approximately more than 600 drivers off the job. Um, it's in Ballarat, Geelong, Oakley, Wyndham and Sunshine. Uh, the stoppage, the last one was on Tuesday. We combined the two depots of Sunshine and, and Wyndham. We, we had about close to 300 people here for a 24-hour stoppage and we, we plan on uh, having another four-hour stoppage on, on Tuesday. What's, what's been the community response to the fact that the buses haven't been running? Uh, I, I think the, the community has been absolutely fantastic. We've been uh, receiving uh, a lot of messages of support. Um, they were very uh, annoyed at the, uh, at the company for not giving appropriate notice. Um, and obviously a lot of people miss relevant appointments. So they, their anger has been uh, channeled through to the company as to the, the level of uh, communication. So that's, that's obviously been a positive for us. Um, we've had uh, drivers obviously return on the job um, this week and uh, passengers have been asking relevant questions and um, giving messages of support which has been really good. What's the company's response to the industrial action been? Oh look I think they're very um, very annoyed. Um, they're um, you know started with some uh, you know bully boy tactics this week they threatened to uh, changed the payroll around and we, effectively we caught them out on that and saying oh well, that's unprotected industrial action you can't do that you know they've been very annoyed they've uh, written correspondence to us in the last 24 hours and said look you need to stop using our logo on social media um, so we, we had a bit of a bit of a laugh about that they are very uh, annoyed but at the same time they're maintaining their position um, we were in the Fairway Commission this morning it was failed discussions they're not budging on their, their current offer. You foreshadowed that there's further industrial action planned for next week. Is it a chance that these bus strikes could intensify in their length and, and frequency? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We won't rule that out. Effectively, we're going through a, a similar situation with uh, Transdev, another multinational. Our members are undertaking a protected action ballot. We expect that they will unanimously vote yes. Um, so that would leave us in a unique position where we've, we've got two multinational companies where all the uh, local bus drivers are just fed up and, and willing to take collective action to, to send a clear message. TWU delegate Steve Gatto has been a bus driver since he was 17. He spent the last eight years with CDC. Steve, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a bus driver? Sometimes it's good, but a lot of times it's not so good. You know, so I think um, we're the front line of everything, and when anybody's had a bad day or anything like that, we're the ones that get it. You know, so it's our fault if the bus is late, it's our fault if the train's late, it's our fault for everything, because we're the only people that, you know, sort of thing that the public actually sees. So the other thing we've heard from a number of the people here about the long hours, can you tell us what kind of drain it is on your family life to have to work such long hours in the buses? Oh, look, it's a, it's a dream because um, you don't have, you know, sort of uh, private life. It's a case of you're either at work or you're in bed. And can you tell us why you and your workmates are on strike? Oh, we're on strike because um, our negotiations with CDC have come to a standstill 
the company says they've got no money to pay us what we're asking for, even though we think we're quite reasonable and we're stuck with that, but they reckon they've done a bad deal with the government and um, now they're trying to get the money out of us. What kind of impact has this industrial action had on um, the public transport services that CDC provide? I'm sure it's had a pretty big impact, you know, and unfortunately it's had an impact on the public as well, uh, which I somehow wish that we could do it without doing that, but there's no way of bypassing any of that. I mean, we've been accused for not caring for kids and that, and that's why we've changed our timing for the industrial action next Tuesday, so we finish off our school runs, so nobody thinks that, you know, sort of thing, we've just been selfish about it, you know, sort of thing, but it does have an impact, though. Can you tell us a little bit more about the negotiations as they've been with CDC? What are you asking for in this negotiation and what are they offering? Um, we've asked for 5% altogether, 4% in money and 1% in superannuation um, to basically bring us in the line with everybody else and uh, the company is saying, because they're short, you know, sort of thing, they've offered us 25 where, where do your wages line up against other drivers at other companies that supply public transport services to Victoria? When you compare us to the uh, tram drivers and the train drivers, we're miles behind. I mean, we're about $5 behind the tram drivers and probably double that behind the train drivers. They don't deal with the public, and we do, you know, so they don't cop their wrath, and we do. So what's next for the campaign? There's been two stoppages this week, another plan for Tuesday. Um, will that be the end of it? No, that won't be the end of it. Um, we intend to carry this through. I mean, we started, and we intend to carry it through until the end. We are looking at support from Transdev coming online at the start of August, which will probably sort of ramp the whole thing up quite a bit more than what it is right now. And if you could give a message out there to the people that travel by bus, what would it be? Please understand us. We're doing this for our families. I understand we're inconveniencing you, but please understand that you know this is our families um, and you know sort of our bills. We have to pay the same bills as everybody else. Uh, we need the money from somewhere, you know, sort of thing. And if the employer's not willing to give it to us, then we've we've got nothing. We've just fallen behind. You're listening to Stick Together, union news and workers' stories, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. About 60 bus drivers amassed at the gates of CDC's Wyndham Bus Depot in Melbourne's western suburbs. The barbie was fired up and drivers were milling around in high spirits. A small contingent were off to the side with prayer mats rolled out facing Friday's setting sun. They hailed from all over the world but were clearly united behind their claims. We caught up with just a few of them. Uh, my name is Chris. I've been with uh, CTC uh, bus for two years now. What's the best thing about being a bus driver? Oh, it's pretty good to go out and, and, and meet a lot of different people and plus that you can serve your community you know that's the best thing is is just go and and take people to work and and meet a lot of people yeah and what's the worst thing about being a bus driver ah since i've been as a bus driver i've been abused you know a lot of people that that give you a hard time you know what i mean but i guess you understand when you out there deal with public you know you, you you come across a lot of people like that and can you tell us why you've taken the step to come out and strike against your company? We've been working really, really hard and, 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 and it's, 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 it's really simple, you know. All we're asking for is just a fair deal, you know. I guess the company knows that, 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 that they got a lot of profit, so we just want to, you know, a little bit, you know, a best deal for us. That's why we, 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 we're here together and, and fight for the right for us. And I man, to be honest with you, man, since I've been working with this company, you know, I hardly any time with my family and, 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 and family because you've been out here 
the whole day. You know, you start in the morning and you finish at night. So you pretty much sacrifice your time for, 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 for the company. They, they, they make a lot of money. They make millions of dollars. So all we ask for is just, just a, a little, you know, just to help us out. You know, we, 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 we are the ones that make, make money for them. So obviously they can come up and, 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 and give us a, a, good, a good deal or, or, or a fair deal. Uh, my name's Michael, I've been a bus driver for coming up to 25 years. And Michael, can you tell us what's changed in those 25 years? What's changed is the fact that we're getting swallowed up by larger corporations and multinational companies that are coming to Australia and uh, our politicians are allowing them to buy Australian companies. For example, our company was a uh, 142-year-old uh, Australian company, Kefford Corporation. And they had respect for the drivers. They gave us Christmas parties at Crown Casino and uh, uh, family days and uh, the whole lot. These guys here, we get a sausage sizzle for Christmas. And uh, they send all their profits back to Singapore. They make hundreds of millions of dollars and uh, they're not even coming to the party for 56 cents an hour. You know, it's just really ridiculous. The police, the fire brigade, the ambulance drivers, the teachers... Uh, they all, and the nurses, they all went on strike in this country in the last five to six years for fair pay. They got 10, 12, 15, 18, 20% pay rise. We're only asking 4% pay rise and 1% super. So take away the 1% super, which all of Australia is going to get. Why should we be left behind? If we're going for 4%. So doesn't that make this multinational company that makes $400 billion a year, right? Doesn't it make them look petty for 56 cents an hour? $400 billion a year. They operate in 14 countries around the world. They have 65,000 staff. They are professionals at negotiating down. They are professionals at negotiating down so profits can go back to Singapore. And is this your first time on strike? Yes, first time in... Uh, I've been in the transport industry for 36, 37 years. First time I've ever stri striked in, uh, and I've been right across the board in different uh, distribution uh, businesses, buses in Queensland and Victoria. And uh, I can't believe how petty they're being for 56 cents an hour. This being your first strike, how does it feel to have to take that step and, and stop work? I feel proud and I'm going to stand up for, for our rights. We've been taking a, a, a lesser pay rise in the previous uh, years leading up to this and I think 4% uh, is not unreasonable uh, to fight for. It's, it's our human right here in Australia to fight for our rights and we have the freedom of speech and I, I hope this freedom of speech uh, ripples out to the public and uh, they hear us and especially the politicians because the Transport Minister and the, uh, the Premier of this, this state need to uh, uh, give these guys a hurry up because they got a contract for 10 years only a few weeks ago. And it's a multi, 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 hundreds of millions of dollar contract for 10 years, right? The Premier should be saying, pay your workers and get on with a job that you're contracted to do. Provide the service for the public of Victoria. That's what they should be doing. Not forcing us here. We'll, we'll stick to our guns and uh, hopefully the, the Premier and the, the Transport Ministers and uh, hopefully the other bus drivers in Victoria can support us too. My name is uh, S. Wanga. I've been a bus driver for eight months. What's the best thing about being a bus driver? 
The best thing about bus driver is to help the community, eh? to take them there and there. And what's the worst thing about being a bus driver? The worst thing about bus driver is they won't give me give us enough. <laughs> and and is that why you're here today? Is that why you're on strike? Yeah, that's why we're here on strike. We ask for four, for four percent, but they offer us 03 percent. It's a mile away. It's a mile apart. And this is a big company, and they make a lot of money. Why do you think they don't want to give you a good pay rise? They love their money. Yeah, my name is Tushar Deswal. I've been working with this company for the last 10 years now. We are human beings like everyone else. We have to leave our family. We have to come here work long hours, which is what we have chosen. But someone has to do the job. So we decide to do it. We, we are, have small kids. I myself have a small kid, uh, two kids. And uh, yeah, uh, I believe if you, if you are losing those hours, you should be compensated for that. And uh, yeah, uh, we, we work hard. So we hope to get something good out of this. And can you tell us why you're here today? What are you fighting for? It's all about the fairness and all that, when the company is making so much a profit and all that. And they're not uh, really looking after the driver in a fair way. So yeah, we all stand together uh, for this and let's hope we all come up to a good outcome. Have you ever been on strike before? Uh, no, I have never been on a strike. This is the first time uh, that I've been on strike, yeah. And what does it mean to you to, to take this step and stop work to fight for better pay? Uh, it's all about the fairness and honesty and uh, not that anyone wanted to have this, but if that's the only way you have to go, so I believe we have to go this way and uh, let's hope uh, there is some sense prevails and we all come up to a good resolution so that there is uh, no inconvenience or any more disruptions but let's hope we uh, get what we are asking for which is a fair thing I believe. That's all we have time for on this week's show. Thanks for Martin DeRoy and all those down at the CDC picket for speaking with us. You can find out more about the bus driver's dispute by searching for TWU Vic Taz on Facebook. Stick Together is produced in the Melbourne studios of 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Federation. It's heard right around the country thanks to the Community Radio Network. You can help keep workers' stories on the air by calling your local community radio station and subscribing today. You can contact the producers of this show by calling 03-9419-8377 or emailing us at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. You can also find the show on Facebook by searching for Stick Together Program. Log on and let us know what you think. We always love to get your feedback. The podcast of this and other recent episodes can be found by heading over to 3cr.org.au forward slash sticktogether. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Finally, remember, no matter where you are or what you do, there is a union for you. I'm Matt Kunkel. Until next time, stick together.